everyone. How's it going? Annie here, and I have some dope-ass recs for you. So the first one, I'm going to thank Keisha for this because I've had this tab open four months. And when Keisha posted a screenshot of some of the fic, I decided, okay, I have to read Butterflies All Tied Up by Bugs. Now, I've only gotten through the first part. It's a whole universe. It is uh, 40,000 words total, and there are four parts to it. There's Butterflies All Tied Up, Orchids in Bloom, Even Doves Have Pride, and Even Doves Have Pride too. Now, this is specifically for Butterflies All Tied Up, where Mulder and Scully are back at work on the X-Files after they lose it, you know, with Fight the Future, and a madman with a crush on Scully, kidnaps her. It starts off with a lot of action. Scully is taken hostage, and Mulder has to save her. The story is told from first-person point of view of this, like, sleazy, tabloidy newspaper guy. Uh, so the press is watching, and they set up surveillance on Mulder and Scully, and he sees everything that they do. It's very voyeuristic and very sexy. goes from you know, not to spoil anything, but it goes from Scully being a hostage and then in the hospital to hurt comfort and very sexy first time. And this guy gets basically an eyeful and, and an earful of everything. It's really sexy, really fun. The writing is very accessible. And I just want to thank Keisha for giving me the push to read it. Now, my next story is a little more angsty. It's called All the Dead Molders by Cecily Sass, and that one's on AO3. It's a post-episode three words fic, full of angst, but it does say hopeful ending, which it does. It has a very hopeful ending. And basically, Mulder comes back from the dead. He and Scully are obviously not talking. We all know how that goes. And he decides that he's going to go to North Carolina. He takes Scully's car while she's sleeping, of course. And he goes to his gravesite, his sister's gravesite, his parents' gravesite, and he notices that there are flowers on the graves. Someone's been delivering flowers, and through this, we get Mulder's account of what it feels like to be back. He feels empty and weird and just kind of all out of sorts. He reflects on his family or lack of, but he really becomes fixated on the flowers and who's been keeping this up. And I think we all know who's been putting the flowers there. But of course, he doesn't because he's been gone for so long. He doesn't know. He's out of the loop, right? And so he goes to the florist where the flowers have come from and finds out that the Mulder grandchild has been sending the flowers. And it still doesn't click for him. Finally, he's just sitting there in the car and Scully, of course, finds him. And they have a nice little chat and... And when Mulder makes a comment that his family's all gone, she says no. And Scully tells him how angry she is, that he went to Oregon, that he left, that he, you know, basically got abducted and died while she was pregnant. And he makes a comment that he's very grateful that she arranged flowers for his whole family. And then she says that she didn't arrange them for his family. She arranged them for her family and for the babies. And it's all very sweet through the angst and through the, you know, trigger warning, post-traumatic stress disorder of dying. But what I really like about this one is that it gives you some resolution to three words, which I just never felt that we got. Everything was so glossed over. And you really get the sense at the end that everything's going to be okay. 
between them. And of course, we know how it turns out because we've seen all the episodes, but it's nice to kind of have that closure, see the conversation between them, know how Scully feels about his family and the baby, and have Mulder come to that realization as well. And I really appreciate that the writer wrote this in the notes. Hat tip to the classic Alloway fic, which obviously was an influence on my title, even if the subject matter is totally different. And then they put a link to that classic fic if you haven't read it yet. And yes, All the Mulders is an amazing story. I recorded it for AFP if you prefer to listen to it, but but check out All the Dead Mulders. I love that Cecily Sass has acknowledged this awesome classic fic. Check them both out. And my last recommendation for the week is called We'll Talk Later by Izzadub. It's on AO3, about 770 words. Not rated, but I would say it would be in the PG category just because it does deal with a character death. It's a post-episode scene from Soft Light and deals with the death of Scully's former student, Kelly Ryan. Basically, this story deals with that one scene where Scully is caught talking about Mulder to her former student, and he goes, we'll talk later. And his curiosity finally gets the better of him. And on their way home from the case, he kind of pries and tries to figure out if he's better than some of the other guys in the boys club. And of course he is because he's Mulder and and he's relieved by Scully's answer. But it just shows what an upstanding guy he is. Also, it's kind of a... That particular scene in the episode is cute and underrated, and I I don't think people talk enough about it, so I'm glad that it's addressed in this story. Definitely worth a read. Definitely worth checking out. It's a fun, quick, easy read. And also, can we just give a shout-out to Isadub, who is not a native English speaker and yet writes these stories, and that always blows me away. I'm so impressed by the talent in the X-Files fandom. So well done, is a dub. Go check out her work. Hi, this is Kristen, and here are my dope ass recs. Number one, All I Need Is You by Baroness Blixen on AO3. It's rated teen and up, and it's 635 words. In this fic, Mulder and Scully are heading back from Lamaze class. Mulder's wondering a lot. He's wondering, you know, what happened while he was gone, what he missed, what does he even want? And they get back to his place, and he orders pizza for him and Scully, and he's a little apprehensive about what's going on. And he just doesn't really know where he stands. And Scully lets him know. She wants him there with her. And he realizes that's all he really needs. Number two, Oxford Education by Boho Artist. This is also on AO3. It's rated teen and up as well, and it's 631 words. Boulder's lying in bed with Scully, and he gets really sappy. He starts thinking about everything he learned while he was a young boy at Oxford, and how what he learned applies to him now. And what that really means is, what he learned, and how it replies to him appreciating Scully now. It's a sweet little fic. Number three, Some Assembly Required by Agent Troy on AO3. 
Again, rated teen and up. I guess I have a theme for this session. It's 1,791 words. Mulder and Scully are putting together an Ikea bed. And it's not going so well. Mulder's not really the best at putting furniture together. Scully's helping him out. And they turn into a conversation of why does he suddenly need a bed? And why would he want a bed? And also, whatever happened to that water bed? It's them finding their way to each other in a new relationship and admitting things that maybe they hadn't admitted before, like, you know, why did she really go with him on Christmas Eve? Why did she go to the Bermuda Triangle? Why did he want to kiss her on New Year's? It's a slice of life story for them, but it's really sweet and really well written. And those are my dope-ass recs for this time. I guess you could say they are all relationship-centered and all fluffy and... That's kind of what I'm feeling right now as spring's coming into the air. We'll talk to you soon. Hey everyone, it's Rachel and here are my dope ass recs for this week. So first I've got Blue by Lyra Cara, an SVU fic. Um, I am a sucker for blue-eyed fix, and this one delivers in spades. It takes place last season, after the Mother's Day meetup on the street. Elliot is struck, and he's overcome by a feeling of what he's missed, getting to see Liv being a mom, by a sense of kismet at the stapler blue of Noah's eyes, and the overwhelming feeling of love and responsibility that he feels, and how similar that is to how she felt and cared for his kids for so long. Um, it's short. It's about 4,000 words, and I did record this one. Um, it's lyric, so it's basically poetry. And I just, I love watching Elliot go through all of the things and coming to some, you know, tangible understandings about what he wants and what he needs and where Olivia and Noah fit into his heart and his family and it is just it is excellent so go check that one out and my next is a voyager fic it is one of my absolute favorites it is called scuttlebutt by ms boy on fanfiction.net um it's about seven thousand words i believe and someday i will dm melissa and get her permission to record her amazing fix um but this story, this particular story, is about six months post-endgame, and the crew is all holed up in a compound in Oregon while they are finishing their debriefings and getting their new assignments. And the captain's assistant, Naomi Wildman, shows up at Catherine's office, having snuck away from a school trip, um, having heard a few disturbing rumors um, one of them being about Catherine abandoning the crew and about, and the other one about, um, Chakotay's new captain and how both of them might affect the crew. And this, this leads Catherine to kind of snoop. <laughs> she seeks out, uh, Chakotay's old captain from the Gettysburg, introduces herself and she kind of comes to some realizations about how she's neglected the crew and her own feelings. 
Um, it's light and it's funny and it's just a wonderfully told story, but Miss has always been one of my favorites. And so when you finish reading this one, you should just go read all of the rest of them. And then lastly, <laughs> on the darker morose side, because you know, balance, right? I have Certain Half-Deserted Streets by Need Not on AO3. This is a short cancer archy angst fest where Scully is going through it. And she is convinced that she's going to die. And she wants a baby any way she can get it. And maybe that's partly a pretext because she wants Mulder. But maybe she wants both. Wants him and wants to leave some part of her with him. Um... Also, it has an Omens adjacent, even though this was three years older, uh, fuck me like I'm not sick line that slaps just as hard. And by the end, Scully is just feeling so inadequate that she's not sure she wants to beat her cancer. So a little sort of trigger warning for suicidal thoughts, but it, it's just kind of mentioned. It's not, you know, it's not really delved into it all. Um, but like I said, it, is, it it is dark, but it is great. And it is just the perfect size if you, if you just want a quick shot of pain, which, you know, some of us do. So those are my recs for this week. And stay tuned for our last Darkest Timeline episode of the season. And our last top three episode of the season.